Hello, and welcome to Just Figure It Out, a podcast to inspire and encourage our listeners to pursue their goals. This will be done by sharing stories and experiences from guests about how they made definite goals, how they failed and succeeded, but never gave up. In essence, how they just figured it out. My name is Jen McAllister, the host, also the owner of Rise CPA and Accountants. And I'd like to introduce you to my guest, Candice Malicote. And I think she could do a better job at introducing herself in this case. So I'd like to turn the time over to her. Thank you so much for having me. I I really love talking about the, the hard things that we don't think we can do. And sometimes life doesn't give us a choice, right? We get through it. And um, anyway, but so I'm, I'm excited to be here and I have a I have a family. I like karaoke. I like museums and I have a hobby, but also kind of a part-time business. I run as a mindfulness and meditation coach. So yeah. I love that. And I love how you introduced yourself, not just with a title, you know, the things that you love <laughs> and, and that's the way it should be. You know, we aren't a title. So thank you for that great introduction. Um, before we, we started talking off the air, you did mention something that is is out of the ordinary that I typically talk about with guests and that is marriage and you know how you how you figure that out and I think that it's important for the listeners to understand that just figuring something out isn't just about one thing it's not always about a tangible goal but that it is a it's a mindset you know this is what I this is what I want these are my challenges and this is what I'm going to do to figure it out so if you wouldn't mind telling the listeners whatever you're comfortable with your marriage and some things that you've been able to figure out yeah for sure so I you need a little bit of background because it will help everything else make sense of course so <laughs> Going back to about 15 years old, I'm now um, 46 at this time. And so I was 15 years old, really being aware of watching my dad meditate. And my dad struggled emotionally. He, you know, had tried different medications, knew, you know, that he had a learning disability and things. And so he kind of understood that his brain worked differently. But, you know, that was that was back in the 70s and 80s before we had as much information as we do today about these, like the way our brains work so differently. So I did notice in my teen years that I had a lot of emotional dysregulation. I had some issues with impulsivity. And so it was, it was just interesting, but ultimately my home was, was mostly loving and that I feel like I'm one of the lucky ones that really didn't experience too much childhood trauma in any way, shape or form. And and I have so much sympathy because so many, it's so common, right? And so, and I don't know, maybe I've repressed memories, who knows? <laughs> but, you know, I grow up to, to, you know, to be a young woman and I met my second husband and there was a lot of passion and it just sparked and he was romantic, but even from the get-go, like there was so much dysfunction between the two of us that was kind of hard to recognize for me at first as well. But my husband, who is a beautiful human being, came from the most horrific childhood you could even imagine. Like his stories of just go on and on and on and on from the people who abused him, how and how many years, like the fact that he is a functioning and respectful and awesome member of the of society is astounding to me. You know, he definitely did have his his issues with addiction and things like that uh, before I met him. And, you know, so of course his trauma was working out in a lot of different ways and, you know, 
traumatic and dramatic relationships, that kind of a thing. And so, you know, and then we had met. So as I was telling you off air, <laughs> my husband had all this kind of unhealed childhood trauma, which, is, you know, with complex PTSD, they say it completely changes the way your prefrontal cortex grows. And so as a child, right, that's his, his brain grew to function and survive and keep him safe. Right. And so he, you know, he, he's bringing that. And then I have undiagnosed mental illness of some sort, right. Which is still to this day, but my kids are getting diagnosed with neurodivergency. So I'm like, okay, pretty soon, maybe I'll see what they got from me. <laughs> so, like, but I've struggled, I struggled with a lot of emotional dysregulation. So meditation was something I used a lot on my own. And then, um, and then I got really sick with Lyme disease and went through treatment for about three years uh, to get rid of it because I was one of the lucky ones there as well, actually being able to catch it quick. But so my marriage has all this pressure, right? We've just met. We are, we've already had a little bit of some, you know, mild trauma in our marriage and how we've treated each other. And then we have our, our last child, I give birth six months later, I get sick with Lyme disease and it inflames my brain. There's all the stress on the family, tens of thousands of dollars of medical expenses and, and then just dysfunction with the kind of mother that I could be to my children. Right. So more trauma and drama and illness piled kind of on top of it. And so I have always been a big supporter of personal growth and development and since I was 15, to be honest. And I know it's kind of, people tell me it's really unusual, but I'm always fascinated by myself and what, why I'm making the decisions and wait, this doesn't feel good. Wait, that feels amazing. Okay. What do I want? What, you know, what do I really want to create? And I've seen the power on how to do that because I've used my mind and mindfulness and meditation to shift the energy of things I've been dealing with that were really heavy. My husband has kind of by proxy has had to go through some of that with me too. And I'm happy to say that our, our 19th anniversary next month, we have re finally reached out of all these years of the kind of the trauma, not knowing, and then coming into the knowing and then doing the healing. We are, my family is the happiest and healthiest that we've been in 20 years. And That's re remarkable. Yeah. What I love, I like a lot of things that, that you talked about but you, from a young age, you had a passion. You had a passion to be able to, um, that you wanted to be mindful and help others, you know, achieve that too. And I'd like to talk about that in just a minute. And the other thing that I'm impressed with is that through all of the struggles and the possible times that you could tell yourself, I, I'm too broken. There's too many things wrong with me. I can't make a difference. I can barely make a difference. You know, all these like self-deprecating thoughts that one may have, but instead you, you've created this beautiful space that, that I'd like you to, to tell us about where you're holding these conferences and helping other people be mindful. What was that journey like to be able to, to help so many people? Like how, how did that happen? Yeah. Well, first I want to say that not instead, but alongside with. I am, <laughs> I'm full of contrasts and just as much as meditation has helped me learn emotional regu regulation and manifestation and personal peace and whatever all that is, right? I still deal with really dark shadows, sometimes daily, sometimes weekly. And I, and I do think that, you know, there's probably an ADHD or slight autism or learning. I don't know, right? So I, I know I'm on the spectrum of neurodivergent. See, I don't know if it's divergence or diver divergency. It, it's still something that I'm becoming aware of. And meditation kind of was that tool, but I, I still have like waves of intense 
things that I feel that I just have to keep managing. But the more I know myself, right, the better. So, and that's what I like to teach people is the more you know yourself because no one else can know you as well as you. So you might as well. And then you yes. take, then you take power away of other people trying to control you and think that they know you better than you. What? No. Yeah. Right. So you're yeah. able to kind of skip past that. So ultimately it began after the Lyme disease diagnosis. And I actually was very scared. I wouldn't be able to mentally or physically hold a job again. And I, I didn't want to think about disability just because I like making money <laughs> and I didn't want to be capped, you know, underneath that. And so, and, I, and in this world of entrepreneurship and opportunity, I was like, I really want to share what I've learned about meditation, energy, healing, mindfulness, um, and simple, you know, um, some herbal training that I did from India it, to heal and help the body be help, I guess, I guess be present within a body that has chronic illness mm -hmm. and, and chronic pain. It wasn't about me healing their issues. That would have been a legal nightmare, right? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to heal or cure anybody, but I learned what I learned through Lyme disease in a way I never would have had I not had that experience. And so I've, I've been able to reduce pain and, and help increase energy when needed and know the right tools to use to support my body who goes through different symptoms, depending on what's happening. So that's how I started was, was coaching people with chronic illness to be more mindful and to be more empowered because the illness doesn't make us who we are. We are who we are outside of this experience of, of illness. And so, yeah, I think that was, I launched in 2017 doing that. And I've shifted a little bit since then, but that's how I started. Wow, that's very impressive. Um, and I and I can I can sense your passion. I was, you know, I would ask, what gets you up in the morning? You know, what what makes you want to do your job on a daily basis? And even though I I think I know, like, please tell us what where's your passion lie? What are your whys? Oh, let's see. You know, my my passion lies in bringing light to a situation, light which can illuminate new ideas. Because as you've talked about, just figure it out. I don't like taking no for an answer in the sense that I know if I have a problem, I can find a solution. And I have created the most synchronistic resources that have just fallen into my lap sometimes merely after I speak it because I believe in solutions and resources so much. And, you know, it doesn't, doesn't mean to say that I don't feel despair and I just want to give up and watch the world burn, right? Just like everybody else. <laughs> but bringing light. And the, the interesting thing is, is that in my meditations, I've had some very interesting things that I've seen that I, hasn't been my imagination, uh, messages that have come through about light. Uh, I am an Aries in astrology. That is a fire sign. Fire, of course, is light. And the name Candace literally means glowing white light. And so I've been, I've been kind of putting all this together and that's what gets me up. I, I just feel like that. I've been in some scary situations that because of my intuitive and meditative gifts I've developed, I can see the shadows and I can see the light. And I sometimes don't know that I'm faced with it. I'm just naturally moving in places where I know I, you know, I feel safe and I know I can create what I want. And that empowerment is what I love teaching people. Like if you feel helpless, you're not, you just need to ask for help. You need to go find it. And it's just, and we humans get to stick together. And, and the more that we can stick together, the more people realize 
that there are resources out there so quickly, but yeah, that's what I'd say. It gets me up in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Do you have any people that come to mind where you've seen where they've come from and I mean, where they were and where they've come from? And, and are there any stories that, that you could share about what you've witnessed? Let's see. You know, honestly, I have to give my husband a huge shout out because he was even sharing more of his story because he had a conversation with a homeless gentleman the other day and they had a very, very deep conversation and got really real. And, you know, aside from that horrific childhood, I had mentioned when he was an adult, he, you know, he had addictions, but he had lived on the street been doing different, being addicted to different drugs and in different scenarios half a dozen or more times and has reinvented himself every single time and has gotten himself like he's like, he's no longer addicted to anything. And, <laughs> you know, and, and honestly, I, I, it was, it was perfect timing. I think, you know, for me, because I was in a more stable place in my life and he was finally like trying to get some of his stuff together too. And he was going to school and, and whatnot. And it was, it was a, a great union from the two of us, but to know what he's gone through and pulled himself out of willingly already. That's why I was like, honey, we can deal. We can try to fix this marriage, but I need you to meet me halfway. You've already done so much. Like we can do this. I'm with you. We're here, you know, and to not be an abuser really. I mean, yes, we've had some dysfunction and some trauma, of course, in our family, but it's, it's, it, he's not, he doesn't do to us what he grew up watching everybody else do to him. And I think that that's huge because a lot of anger can be, can, can be experienced and held and stuffed, you know, for years and a lot of dysfunction can happen, but he was willing to look at himself and decide what he wanted. So I'm in awe every single day that he's such an amazing man that treats us very well after everything he's done. So I, Oh, that's so beautiful. Um, he's so inspiring. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, you know, like, the daily, like trying again every single day and not just, you know, trying for a bit and then giving up. But that's so remarkable that, you know, it, it, it's a daily battle. It, you, you wake up and you you decide that you're going to, you know, be your best self that day. And it's, and yeah. sometimes it can be hard to do. Yeah. He, I mean, you know, when he joined in, like I just naturally, I just naturally am learning and growing personal growth and meditating and having fun with it. And I, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm what I would call a healer of some sort, right. Even if it's just of myself in this lifetime <laughs> right now. And I, I can't, I need to be with somebody who's also willing to do that at their own pace even, but it's like, you got to do it. Right. I, I just don't stay. I grow so much and evolve so much that that I was really glad that I was able to turn him on to different meditation practices. He'd been exposed to stuff before me anyway, and had done some work, of course, right. To get himself to the point where I would, I would marry him, yeah. <laughs> um, but he has really enjoyed breath work, right? So the breath work and meditation, mindfulness, um, movement, some of these things that we tend to, the simple things that we tend to forget because we're in such a society of distraction and busyness that that's really been our savior. And then being willing to go to workshops, read books and learn, just keep learning. And yeah. Use. So I'd like you to tell, tell the listeners how they tell them more about the workshop, what they would expect, but also in addition to that, uh, if you could tell our listeners what they could do, if they, they can't go to your workshop, but they're just listening, what are some of the first things that you would suggest? So sorry to throw two questions at you at once. Um, but I'd love, love to hear both. So we'll start over. Um, 
okay, for those that could join a conference and be present with you and, and learn the skills, what would they expect? What type of person would would want to come to a conference that you hold? Sure. Yeah. Our conference uh, this year, it's coming up February 23rd and 24th in Lehigh, Utah. We have had people fly in for it too. So don't be afraid to come hang out in our space, if even if you don't live in the area. And this event has evolved into bringing other healers and community people together to provide their services. I, a lot of times people just don't have the network or the space. And I, I do now that I've spent six years building, building my presence as a public figure in my community. And so, so I pull everybody together and the workshops have been and the conference, I don't, I don't even know what to call it. It's just an event. It's just yeah, a fun yeah. time, right? It's a big party, but we get, we, we talk about emotion and we allow safety for that. But um, some words I've heard recently were inclusive. I've never felt so included by being a, by coming to an event like this. Like I can just be myself no matter what people don't feel judgment because I just, I'm, I'm so confident and authentic in who I am that it allows everybody just by nature to kind of let down their guards. And, and I'm like, as long as you're not hurting somebody, right. Or doing something that's illegal. Hey, you do you right. And so we have a really good authentic time. Uh, we talk about the emotion. Like I said, we'll look at some of the shadows because the company's called the luminous warriors, the light, right. As I talked about earlier, we have the light and then the warrior part is that shadow part. That's the one that goes to war and goes to bat for injustices in our own, and then our own, our own shadows and, and beliefs and, and the negative parts of ourselves, right? We all have positive and negative. So we look at that and we we have fun. And I know this year we've got a sponsor that's coming in doing movement and music to connect to the body and try to release shame or resentment. And another one of our sponsors is speaking, uh, or actually she's got a breathwork experience. And so that, that'll be really fun. And then of course, there's a whole, whole lot more over two days that we cover, but regardless, if you're following me online, or if you were to come to an event, there's different things with sound healing, meditation, mindfulness, stress reduction, how to be an empath, right? If you, if you've heard that term and you feel like you're empathic, but you struggle with that energy, I help people understand what these intuitive or psychic clear senses actually really can do for your life. And I try to take away all the dogma and the stigma and just let people meditate and teach them how to go within themselves and feel, figure out what that feels like and then what they want to do with it. So there's a lot of personal accountability and personal growth. So if somebody's just ready to let go of the patterns, the negative patterns and the, you know, the experiences, the negative experiences that just keep happening over and over again, and you want to be a, take a really good, honest look at yourself. Those are, those are people that I love to welcome into my space at any level. That sounds amazing. If someone wanted to sign up, find more information, how would they find this event? How would they find you and this event? Okay. So, uh, I'm mostly active on Facebook. I do have a little bit of an Instagram and a little bit of a TikTok, but Facebook is really where I post most of my content. Uh, I have uh, an email list you can join as well. So you are welcome to uh, connect with me through Facebook. It's just my first and last name. You can find me, you can follow me and or friend me, whatever you would like. The event we have coming up, there is a, it's a short link for it, but it's mystic 
Emma's mother, Y-S-T-I-C dot sale, S-A-L-E, S-A-L-E, yeah, that's right, <laughs> forward <laughs> slash immersion. And that will take you to the event landing page. But if you find me on Facebook, you're going to see it splashed all over my social media anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And for those listeners who either can't go or they're listening to this nine months in the future, do you have um, a favorite a book, a recommendation, the first steps, what could someone do where they know they need to be more mindful? And that's just a, a blanket term for me. Um, what, what are some first steps? Well, first thing, if you're skeptical at all, there's a book called Altered Traits. Altered Traits. There's two authors. I think the first one is I want to say Daniel Ross or Weiss or something like that, but it's pretty easy to find. I think it's got uh, a picture of like a heartbeat on it uh, potentially, but that is a compilation of research on meditation. So actual things that, that have been studied and it's gaining more, there's probably more even since that book was published, but that's a, that's a really good one to understand the science behind it because meditation and mindfulness is not, not just so I don't know what's the term woo-woo anymore, right? It's, it's it's a little more tangible and we're understanding exactly what it does to the body. So great resource right there for, for my left brain people or the skeptics. <laughs> um, and then, you know, really most people say that they can't quiet their thoughts. They can't slow their thoughts down. That is the most common reason why people say they struggle meditating. So one of the things that I, and actually, if you reach out to me, I will give you this, this free meditation hacks for your busy mind PDF that comes with a video and this be the observer meditation that's in it is really about like, stop trying to stop your thoughts, stop trying to control them when you're new, right? Just like if you go to the gym, you're not going to try to lift 300 pounds if you haven't been to the gym for a couple of years. Okay. You're this, it's the same thing with meditation and those with ADHD actually do benefit from this, this particular technique. All it takes is five minutes, but you just watch your thoughts. That's all you take a step backwards and you just kind of sit there with your thoughts and watch them without getting so wrapped up in them and involved in them. Right. That makes sense. So yes. that would be probably my most powerful thing. It's the most common thing I teach. So take it and run with it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll absolutely be reaching out to you after this. This is, this is not my area. If you, you wouldn't want to talk to me about accounting, you wouldn't want, you know, for it, you wouldn't necessarily understand it. Maybe you do, but this is great for me because it's something that I, that I don't understand as much as I would love to. And so I'm looking forward to reaching out and getting that. So, um, Candace, I really appreciate your time. It's been very thought provoking and eye-opening and inspiring. So I, I really appreciate you being on the show. Is there any, any last minute thing that you'd like to say before we close or we covered what you wanted to cover? Meditation is, takes you to your personal, your point of personal power. And I know it can be scary because sometimes emotions come up that we don't want to feel, but I promise you like nothing nothing bad's going to happen. You're the one that controls that space. And what, and like I said earlier, if you get to know yourself, because you're the only one that can in the best ways possible and being sitting with yourself in that meditative space really helps to kind of unpeel the layers of who you are. And it doesn't have to be a scary process. It's actually quite fun. And so I just encourage you to lean into it and, and look for more information if you're feeling a little bit of a nudge. So thank right. you so much. Thanks Jen, again. Thanks fun. again, Candice Malakote. Appreciate that. I just want to sign off. My name is Jen McAllister, the host of Just Figure It Out and the owner of Rise CPA and Accountants. Until next time, friends.